Adam. Thanks for listening to You're Not Your Effing Chair, where our goal is to show you that your problems in life don't have to define you. And I'm Nick. What's up? I feel like it's been forever. I Here we are. Only a couple extra days. Back in the freaking studio, which is our <laughs> closet. Hey, I'm on the opposite side tonight. Yeah, we're kind of switching it up. Feeling good about it. You know what? It's funny to me that we didn't do this from the beginning. Well, I'm usually like, This is so much easier I'm for me like, to get in here. <laughs> well, we can't close the door. So? And... But I'll tell you what, I like this side of the closet. It's cozy. There's a lot more clothes to cuddle up against. <laughs> just a We're paint fancy. A, just a paint a picture for people. I'm cozied up against oh, a lot of clothes. Some jerseys. A lot of jerseys. <laughs> Especially this long sleeve one. But let's, hey, let's, <laughs> we are getting off topic here already. Just already we're off the rails and rolling down the hill. But yeah. let's get back Sounds to like it. Sounds like us. Let's get back to it. We had a... An extravagant weekend. In yeah, to the Las point where I was Vegas, just like Utah. Or no, no, Las, <laughs> Las, yeah. Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh my gosh! From Utah to Las Vegas, <laughs> Nick, you're you're struggling tonight. It's only one a.m. That's nothing for us. Yeah, so fun weekend. It was great. Filled with lots of fun adventures you know i talk on here about how i need a day to recover i needed days <laughs> that's plural days to recover it was so fun but it was so physical yeah for me but we don't got days we got to get to this that's why we're we're two day a day late on this yeah podcast. we're a day late we we got me and autumn both have podcasts going head to head tomorrow morning so maybe, yeah maybe we should have a bet whose podcast is more let's successful do it tomorrow let's do it i'm we'll, down What's the winner get? I don't. We're not disclosing that. We can't disclose (laughs) that on here. All right. Oh my. All right. Oh geez. Go listen to Welcome to Cup Talk, everyone. Oh, I gotta go (laughs) tell all my friends they better listen so I can win. All right. So, yeah, long fun weekend, and I mean, it starts. Accessibility was hard. It starts out rolling up to this motel. This is a motel. We haven't stayed in a motel in a while. and Well, the thing about motels is usually they don't have elevators because yeah. they had, the doors come from outside. So that's why we're usually typically hotel-type people. So, And it, we they did have an elevator, which it took us a minute to find it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. He, I was the, that annoying wife. I'm not going to lie. Because usually Nick goes in to check in to these hotels. And this Nick is very particular about... Like, he's particular. Oh my gosh, he's particular about asking about handicap accessibility yeah. and where we're gonna need to go, and making sure that it's accessible for me. He gets out to the car and he didn't ask a single question. I, you know, casino <laughs> hotels they just throw me off. Yeah, like they're just not your typical hotel check in. Like, it, it's fine. I mean, Alice I, peeked. Side note: Alice peeked in the doors when you were checking in. Looked back out at me and she's like, Mom, there's an arcade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Alice, that arcade is for adults, not you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's adult arcade, which, you know. Casinos always yeah. are different than just a normal hotel. So we checked in and, and Jared more talked to her, you know, about, you know, he kind of, you know, the, he kind of booked the rooms. Yeah, you know, we went they, with the little crew that. So he was he was Mike's on he was with. on booking duties and stuff. So, <laughs> and 
credit to him. He got us all there. He got us a pretty good deal. So, and it was a yep. fun weekend. So, Jared, if you're listening, don't think we're Thank bagging. You. We're we're not ragging on any of your. This had nothing to do with you. Everything that happened bad. Didn't really have anything to do No, with. and I feel like and it added to, to the adventure. Yeah, it, it's like when he came out and he's like, so we're going to have an adventure. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. what's the adventure? I mean, we're always down for an adventure as long as there's an elevator. When he first said that, I thought, <laughs> I thought that there, was there was no, no elevator. elevator. I thought, we're, we're going upstairs. We're going up oh, and it was, downstairs. Oh, it was that we were sleeping on double beds. Yeah. And that Which, was... It wasn't too bad. Yeah, that was like, he, he made it seemed like it was going to be a lot worse than you it know, was. You know, let's let's give him a little credit, though, because he's a lot taller than we are. Yeah. And <laughs> and he got shorted on pillows. We, we, got, yeah. we got two pillows per bed. He only got one I for know. a pillow per bed, so. We had to hook him up. Yeah. But. Anyway, we, back to it. We roll up to this hotel, motel, and <laughs> I, Jared checked in, and I did not ask a single question. I, uh, the lady talked really fast and I thought masks I, are so hard to yeah. hear like what p- other people are saying behind them and when it's loud and when you're trying to comprehend what someone's saying you can't read their lips at all and like, always like you you see a map on like a hotel like oh you're here here's your elevator yeah. here's this and then you're like yeah yeah I get it and then <laughs> no, you're like, Nick you, did not you pull get out it. the parking lot and you're like where the hell <laughs> is the parking lot they were talking about? The elevator they were talking about? I don't know what the hell they were talking about. So so Nick guides us up the wrong elevator. Yeah. And we go to the casino. Kids with pillows, with bags, with everything. And we roll up in the casino. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this is definitely not where we're supposed to be. Yeah. So my bad. So we come back down and Jared met us out there. And I was like, is there an elevator? He's like, oh, yeah, it's over here. So. You know, a little bit of panic then that moment, but we made yep. it to our hotel room. And the hotel room, like, as a whole was not bad. It, it was bad. pretty easy to get around in the hotel yeah. room, which sometimes that's... The accessibility wasn't super hard. There was a big lip in the doorway, which yeah. a lot of people, I mean, I'm sure me saying that, people will be like, oh, that does make sense. But any lip in the doorway, I have to pop over. Like, I have to pop a wheelie over it. So anytime I'm going in and out of somewhere... It's that lip in the doorway makes a big difference. There's always going to be one. But like this one in particular, the outside was just slightly like maybe an inch higher than inside the door. So it wasn't like a big step or anything. But that difference in, you know, kind of like the the makes a difference for me. Well, rewind. I mean, getting so we first parked in the handicap in the covered parking and we were rolling and there was no ramp up to the curb. No. You could go up the speed hump and kind of get <laughs> over it. But the speed hump was more like a speed, like, half pipe. Like, <laughs> Tony Hawk would have got a major. Speed humps are no go for wheelchairs. Speaking I'm of Tony Hawk, you. he was in the X Games this weekend. We watched that while we were there. <laughs> On our 10 channels. Yep. Shout out Tony Hawk. Which our, our remote didn't have batteries or did not work. So like, every time we had to change the channel. Like, it was awesome, all right? So... But we got in the room. It's pretty spacious. Well, talk about the ramp. They there's like this. Oh yeah. Like so up there was th- well. So I bumped Autumn up the curb. We get up to the hotel. But the first time we went down to the car, she like went down this ramp, and I had already scouted it out. I'm like, uh, where's the ramp to like the parking yeah. lot? Like, how are we gonna get? Because like we got bags, we got Brooks, we got hockey gear. We're already like. <laughs> We already have, like, a f- whole train <laughs> that yeah. comes along with us. 
So the more that like Autumn can do on her own, so I'm like looking around. I see this little ramp, like that goes down from like the sidewalk of the motel down to like close to the sidewalk by the parking lot. And there's this little ramp, but I realize that it goes to nothing. It ramps down to a curb. Yeah, to a full curb. And, I, and so when we come down, Autumn cruises down the ramp, and I was like, Autumn, it goes nowhere. And she's like, what? And I'm like, there's nowhere to get off the yeah, curb over there. I was so mad. I looked around, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Anytime we left, I had to be bumped up and back down the curb. Yeah. So, which, it gets that gets frustrating for me because I literally, I have to wait for Nick to put Brooks in the car or, you know, and there's always people to help and whatever. You know me, I have a hard time asking for help. It's great. Yeah. Ugh, so one of my biggest downfalls, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. So, but really the worst part about the hotel room was the hotel bathroom. Which is common. Yeah, it definitely this is common. This happens a lot. This, isn't, this is something that we go into a lot. Especially bathrooms like this. And a lot of hotels have bathrooms yep. like this where, like, like, the sink is not in the bathroom. It's so people can get, like, ready or whatever without being in the same room as the shower or toilet. Yeah. Which I totally get, and it makes total sense. But for someone like me, it's usually like a pocket, like a little tiny area. There's no way my chair's going to fit in there. Yeah. And and we had friends, so like every time like, you know, a friend or something <laughs> comes come in the in, room. Gotta, I hear Autumn like slam the bathroom door because her chair has to sit outside the chair, yeah. outside the room. In order to shut the there. bathroom door, I have to push my chair out. Yeah. So usually if I, I can shut the door... And have my privacy, but then I'm like, hey, Nick, can I get a hand? I need, yeah, yeah. need my chair. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this happens a lot. And even some handicap units, yeah. it's this way. And yeah. I just don't think they understand, like, the wheelchair. It's 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 not about just having it, it be spacious and the comfortable. Real, the real, I guess this could be the gripes and gains section of the podcast. But the gripe is that, you know, not every hotel has enough handicap rooms. And they yeah. usually just give them to whoever. Cause Apartment a, complexes, too. Yeah. Because I dealt with this before we got married. So we, like, we'll go up and, like, say, hey, is there any handicap? And they're like, oh, someone's already in there. And they're like, are they handicapped? You know, they're like. They're not going to ask them to leave. Yeah. They're like, uh, no. We just yeah. put them there, you know. Yeah. Or, like, there's, like, we only have one handicap room, and it's a king. And it's like, well, we have kids. Like, sorry, our only handicap room is a king. So yeah. it's like. So, Handicapped people can't have rooms for more than just, I just a couple. Honestly, here's my gripe. I think that there are several different types of disabilities, and that's fine. I'm not trying to say you're not disabled and you don't need the room. My gripe is wheelchair, like disabled and bound to a wheelchair to the point where you can't walk steps is different than a di any other type of disability. There needs to be a color scale. I really do think there needs to be something that, like, separates things yeah. because it's just so different. It's not that someone else is more – I'm more handicapped than someone else by any like, means. Like, we got we got overweight and old, you know, you know and those people amputees, have – And they have like – people... And they have – well, I'm saying overweight and old definitely have their – they have their problems that yes. they deal with. And it's a level of handicappedness. And that's not a word. I've already told you this. And then there's disability. the people that are like on a minor disability, you know, that a temporary. They, they get a temporary well, tag. Well, no, I'm saying someone who's like, can you take a step? 
you know, those yes. people. And then there's like, well, I mean, there's, there's like some things like MS that progressively get worse Yeah. and, but they are able to take a step. That's, this is where I'm trying to say that this is different when I'm confined to a wheelchair, I'm confined to the point where I cannot stand up and take a step. But there's also a, there's another someone, degree. There's people that can, can, that need the wheelchair, especially for long distances, but they're able to get up, walk in the bathroom, shut the door. But there's also the next degree above you that like have like the mechanical wheelchair. Like they can't get out of that chair. Have a, they have a power. Power. Yeah. Where like they're not getting out no matter what. Yeah. So, I guess that works in like all spaces and all different. Because I would think that that someone in a powered wheelchair runs into even more problems than we would in a hotel room for sure. Because there's no bumping a power wheelchair up a curb. Yeah. Like, so like imagine what we ran into, but imagine someone who's like in a full on power wheelchair, like, dude, that would have been a nightmare. Yes. I, and like, I didn't even think about that until we started talking about it. It makes me like kind of like emotional. emotional, like to feel bad for those guys. Cause like we, we, we dealt with our weekend. We're like, ah, oh, this sucks. Oh, this sucks. But we got through it still. But we got through it. But like, yes. dude, there's some people that would, that would have like a. A really, really hard time. That would really ruin their trip for it, some it people. It would. And yes. they probably don't even have... And that's the other thing is, like, they probably have to stay at a five-star hotel that can accommodate them and have to pay that, like, $400 Which a night. happens quite a bit. You don't realize that even, like, we've, we've touched on concert or sporting event tickets. Yeah. You usually pay more to go to those events. Yeah. Just and, because you can't get a general admission. You can't get just at the top of the house or whatever to just yeah. go have fun. You have to have that they say, here's your sections, buy these tickets or don't come. Yeah. So same, same type of situation. Yeah. Here's your, here's the deal. Buy the hotel room or don't come. Yeah. So feel bad for those people. I mean, it sucks for us, but I feel really bad for those people that yeah. definitely couldn't have done even what we did. Cause I doubt a power wheelchair, some power wheelchairs would even fit in that elevator. That elevator was small. Yeah. Well that, and then even we went to the pool. Yeah. So the kids could swim and there, there was a step up to the pool area. Yeah. There was no ramp. No ramp. You, I, okay. I scoped it out and you could have gone all the way around. Yeah. To the other to entrance. Get to the other entrance. But it's just like these people need to understand. But then you would have to, to go over the grass go, or go all the way back around out to that yes. courtyard and then in. Yeah. You, to, but to go all the way around, you're talking about someone that is pushing a chair with their arms. This is like already to get, because Nick Brooks was asleep. So one of the times I went to the pool with the crew, I went down there and wheeled myself all the way from the hotel room to the pool. And we were pretty far. And by the time I got to one of the entrances, one of our friends was like, Oh, that one's broken. You got to come over to this one. Yeah. And I was like, just keep pushing, just (laughs) keep going. You got to keep going. My arms felt like they were going to give out, but it was just like, you got to keep going. So I can only imagine going back all the way to the other side to get in. So it's just hard when, when people are designing these things that they're thinking, Oh, it's not bad to have a step up to the pool area. Right. Yeah. This curb up. Yeah. It actually does make a difference for people, you know? So I can only imagine that for a power wheel, someone in a power wheelchair too. Yeah. And we went to the rink, and this rink was a fun rink to it play It was so at. cool. I mean, but there was the handicapped seating that, like, there really wasn't a spot. Where, though? I went and asked 
the front yeah. desk. Okay, this facility, you guys, to give you an idea, this is the Lifeguard Arena in Henderson, Nevada. And it was so nice. Yeah. So nice. It had two rinks. It had a really nice, big, spacious elevator up. Um, kind of like a little area with different doors. I don't know. So you go in and you go to one rink and then there's a hallway over to the other rink. So it is really, I would say, handicap accessible. And I, and but I, there is no area yeah, marked handicap. handicap seating. And I There's thought, hallways. Yeah. There's bridges. There's whatever to get you wherever you need to be. There was no chairs set aside. Because yeah. sometimes you can look and be like, there's chairs right there, which means this is usually where you're designated to sit. Yeah. Right? But even the other rink, where would you sit? So the other rink is the tricky one because the one we went at, I think that like walkway that had like the railing, but there's no spot for someone to sit next to you. It's almost like a balcony. Yeah. And so even if we not really sat there, a, not I like would feel like we were in the way. Yeah. There's not a designated spot to sit. And on the other side, they had it closed off. Yeah. So, you know, I, I guess. And if you're me, I'm I'm not going to be that mom that sits at one end and I can't see the the goal line. Yeah. <laughs> and so Autumn transferred down to her, you know, her butt and scooted onto the bench and sat with the crew. I transferred from my chair to the floor and then transferred down a step to the top bench. It, the funny thing was one time you were transferring back into your stair and one of the other dads. Back into my chair? <laughs> what did keep, I say? Back into my stair. You keep messing back, up your words. Jeez, I am. <laughs> it's late. So back into your chair. And uh, one of the dads said to me, like, and this is just after the game got over and I, like, sit down at the glass, you know, and I was, I didn't sit by Autumn most of the games. One, for Brooks likes to sit down there and I also, yeah. like, I also like the view better down Nick there. Nick is a very, when Nick watches Alexi play hockey, he's, I, I can tell he's not used to watching Alexi play hockey from the stands. Yeah. He's used to coaching. Yeah. So when Nick... When Nick watches Lexi play hockey, he's like, later, dude, I'm yeah. out of here. Like, he does not sit by me. And I'm I'm fine with it, honestly. But And he's not a loud, a loud parent. He's very quiet. Sometimes he'll do some hand signals to Lexi, but I'm the loud parent yelling. Yeah. But uh, Autumn was getting <laughs> back in her chair, and the other dad was like, did she ever get mad at you for you know, volunteering to help too much. And, and Sarah was actually helping you in your wheelchair. And I, I was just like, I, I was still in game mode and I was like thinking about Lexi, like me helping Lexi on the ice. And I was like, Oh yeah, probably too much, you know, but I try not to. <laughs> and then I was like, and then I'm like, you're in your wheelchair. And I was like, Oh, he see, was, but I totally got it was, because I looked at him and I was like, well, yeah. Cause sometimes like when I'm transferring from the floor into my chair, the f people's first reaction is to push that chair all the way to the yeah, edge. Yeah. And I can't have it because I can't, if I See, stand I the exact up opposite. on a stair, if I stand up on a stair below, I'm too short to get my butt up on that cushion. Yeah. And, and by stand up, this means like pushing up with my hands on the like railing and stuff to get to the yeah. height that I need to be. So she would literally have to like jump up into that. There's chair. no way. So I have to have them scoot the chair back so that my feet can be on even ground so that when I push up, I'm getting my butt up high enough to go on the cushion. Yeah. So I kept pushing it back, 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 yeah. further and further. And so I, everybody, you know, it's just one of I the, don't like how much, some, one of the reasons I don't transfer so much at games is because I don't love how many people watch me. Yeah. Just because this is I mean, a they're, moment. They're interested. Like, they're very interested. And I'm sure that's why they watch is because they, I know some of the parents that we 
kind of were acquaintances with um, were very interested and they wondered what I would do in that situation. I'm sure they thought it was really cool that, that that's how I handled this situation. And they didn't, some people don't even realize I can get out of my chair, Yeah, you know? So, so I'm sure they were just curious, but for me, it's like doing something that you're uh, not uncomfortable because it's not uncomfortable for me, but maybe a little insecure. Yeah. I mean, there's a, well, there's a, a lot little insecurities there. Or what if I slip or my foot slips or whatever? And someone's like, oh, my gosh, you know, like just all the situations where all the eyes are on you and you're like, it's fine. I got this, whatever. And it yeah. all worked out. But I hate I hate being looked at so much when I do stuff. Yeah. So um, awesome weekend. Is there anything else you want to touch on the weekend? Mm, no, I. I did kind of want to touch on therapy. Oh, it was so fun. And the crew was the a blast. The adventure was a blast. Like, I'm always down for an adventure. Yeah. I'm always down for something new. Yeah. Like, even if it's like, what are we going to do? <laughs> like, you know, how the, are we going to handle best, this? One of the, my favorite parts of the weekend is this has nothing to do with accessibility. It was when Alice got tired and jumped in bed and just <laughs> fell asleep. So we were in our friend's room and she literally just like jumps in their bed. In the in the covers, yeah, and just crashes and out. Just peace out. I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, that's how much fun we had. It was morning till night. Just a good, good crew, good solid crew. Yep. So. Kids had a blast. Um, another thing about this week is I started therapy for my leg, um, for the pain. It's been a little out of control these days. I would say, wouldn't you, Nick? Yeah. The pain. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know the pain and I don't feel the pain, but, and like Autumn always jokes, like she's always like, my back hurts. I'm like, that's funny. Yeah. I, how come? Like cause, when cause, I say it, it's because it's more than normal. Yeah. So, but, and my left leg has been struggling lately. Like, I know because with phantom pains and like shocking nerve pain and, all of that, like it's really hard to like. Because when I smacked you, was it with my? I, yes, I, I, I you smacked, smacked it with my phone or whatever today, and and you about killed me. Yeah, I shut off the smile real fast and was like, "Don't do that." Yeah, <laughs> it like, hurts. Okay. It's it's on fire. Yep, yep. So we're working on it in therapy. Um, one of the things this week they noticed is my SI joints. So if you feel on your back really low, there's kind of like the joints. Down lower, a lot of times they're sore on people. Um, mine are off, and a lot of the time they 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 were off. They would get off a lot, even before I got hurt, and they'd have to be realigned. It's where your hip om- your hips almost sit, like they're they're not even. If yeah. that makes sense, so your ankles don't go don't they aren't even, and it just throws it gives you pain. So anyway. I'm, I'm sure my mom could give you a way better description about your SI joints, <laughs> but that's Autumn's description and it's horrible. But anyway, they were off and the typical way that you would correct them uses your glute muscles. So, and I don't have glute muscles, so I don't have my butt muscles. So like bridges, like, you know, when you lay on your back with your, your knees up, your feet on the ground. Plank. Like backwards plank. Okay. So like laying on your back, pushing your hips up oh, towards okay. the sky, yeah, yeah. Like, like a, a bridge. Back, like a back bend almost. It, ish. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. And and that's that's the type of thing, like type of exercise. There's a lot more to it than that. But that's what they need for for you to like correct that. So they have to really get creative on how they're going to align my joints. 
they did it this time and I felt so much better after. Um, I just wish it was easier for me to keep them aligned. You know yeah. what I mean? Because they'll a normal person they'll give exercises like kind of what I was explaining to keep them in line. But for yeah. me, it's so hard. Um, my hip flexor muscles are always tight. That's the muscle that runs down like the front side of your your pelvis that connects your legs like to your hips. This is because I sit. So when you sit, that muscle is super like it's tight. And when you stand up, it stretches that muscle out because I sit all the time. That muscle is constantly sore. So they're they're constantly having to work on that muscle. Um, and if you if you see me chill out, like lay down or sit on the couch, I'll usually put my feet up or bend my knees. Or when I'm laying down, I'll lay on my side and bend my knees for yeah. that same reason, for my hip flexors. So anyway, it was good to go to therapy this week. I'm excited to go tomorrow. They're going to work on them again tomorrow. I'm just hoping that my muscles can start to kind of stretch out. The hard thing is, you know what? No matter how much we stretch them out, I'm going to be in this situation eventually again. Yeah. Which sucks because it's like no matter how much time you put into it, like I can try to keep them stretched out, but it's just not your the time that I'm in my chair sitting versus the time that I'm stretching these muscles out doesn't compare. You know what I mean? So there's never gonna there's never gonna be a way that they stay loose. Gotta get loose. I'm surprised at how many times we say the exact oh same thing gosh. on this podcast. Hey, great minds think alike. So but funny. Gonna go to that one time. Um, <laughs> do you want to say this or do you want me? Well, I mean, this week. I, I, can, I can give my two cents. So we're on the ice and we're at Stick and Puck. And it's actually... They, I think it was like Skills Clinic. It, no, it was Stick and was Puck. Was it a Saturday? It, because, yeah, it was a Saturday because we had gone. No. Yeah, it was. It was, it was Skills because we had gone a little bit long. You said opposite. No, no, no. It was Stick and Puck. Yeah. <laughs> so it was Stick and Puck. Man, I cannot keep my brain Yeah, you tonight. were like all over the place. Um, So Stick and Puck. We had gone a little bit long and like somebody even asked me, was like, what time does this get over? And I was like, well, it's supposed to be over at four. It's four ten. Whatever. <laughs> so we'll see. I'm not getting off the ice. When they it's, open the doors. It's ice time, yeah. I get off when they open the doors. So fire alarm goes off. And like yeah. we're on the ice like joking, like, oh, I guess they're trying to like kick us off, you know. But autumn Up in the stands, I looked at Julie, my sister in law that was sitting next to me, and I'm like, So are we supposed to evacuate? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, here's the thing, the elevator shut off. Yeah. When the fire alarm goes off, the elevator shut off. And it's just, it, it's like that everywhere. Yeah. Like, this has happened to me before. And it's so frustrating for me because, like, Nick was on the ice with his skates on. Lexi was on the ice with his with her skates on. Like, there was no one. I mean, Julie would have helped me, but we, between the two of us, we had... Well, if it wasn't, How many little kids? if it wasn't an emergency, like as it yeah, wasn't, yeah, this is just a fire drill. Like I mean, uh, someone probably see. just pulled the alarm. Yeah, I I joked to Mark and I was like, uh, I'll, I'll get off the ice if I see smoke, but if there's no smoke, I'm staying on the ice. <laughs> yeah, so we just kind of sat there and looked around for a minute, but it did refresh. Luckily, someone probably did pull the fire alarm. We didn't yeah. have to go downstairs or anything, but it refreshed my memory on a time that there was a fire drill at school. And 
I don't even know if it was a fire drill. Was it like an actual something happened? I was already graduated. Were you? Because you like text me. Oh my gosh. So I was upstairs in a cl- in jewelry class. Or no, no, no. I don't even know if I was in jewelry class, but I was up close to the jewelry classes. Yeah. And the fire alarm went off and I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, I guess I'll go down the elevator. This is, this is right after I got hurt. This was my senior year. So not even a year after I got hurt. And this is when I realized that they shut the elevators off when the fire alarms go off because I went to push the elevator and it was not working. And yeah. I'm like, okay. And I don't, I really don't think it was a fire drill because if it was, I have the feeling that the teachers would have been like, just stay, don't worry about yeah. it, you know. But I was kind of freaking out, and I'm yeah. like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So the only teacher that was there was Mr. Chase, the jewelry <laughs> teacher. and Good guy, great guy. I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to get downstairs. Do Should I just crawl? Can someone help me with my chair? Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. So Mr. Chase scoops me on up. Carries me down the stairs, and one of the other teachers grabs my chair, and I he sets me back in my chair at the bottom of the stairs, and we went on with our. I remember you saying, "Well, I just got carried, yeah, I, you know, down the stairs by Mr. Chase," and Nick, I was like, "What?" Yeah, Nick knew Mr. Chase pretty good. I didn't, and that's the thing is, it's like when you have to be carried by someone that he's, you, he's the guy that jumps into action like that. Like, oh, he's awesome. Now that I know who he is and all that, but at this time, I had no idea who he was. Yeah. And there's been a couple times that I've had to have help like that from people I don't know. I wonder if any of your old high school like teachers listen to this podcast. <laughs> hey, if you are, you better tell us. Yeah, but right. so, but the funniest thing about the like the after that day and the fire alarm, we were were we driving home? And <laughs> we Lex, were driving home, and I was like, I Lex, don't know what I was gonna do. And Lexi was like, Dad, um, would you ruin your skates to go help mom? <laughs> if it was a real fire because it's up the cement stairs and i was like <laughs> she's like or would you like take the time and i was like if it was a real fire i would just run up the stairs like one can you imagine though that would probably slow you down pretty good in those skates right you know but <laughs> but uh i also said i mean i'm pretty quick at taking them on and off too so i probably would have unlace like, them you'd be way faster i probably would have thrown them out but i was like lex we have a skate sharpener, like, <laughs> like that. I, it would it, it would have been the last of my worries. Like, if there was real danger, to like, yeah. Like, oh no, my family's gonna burn alive. I it's can't. It's just so ruin funny my, how the my kids edge on my skates. <laughs> it's just so funny how the kids start to realize little things like that. Yeah, isn't it funny how like through each stage of their life, there's little things they realize. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it gets more detailed and more detailed and more detailed as they get older. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was just our that one time fire alarms and elevators. They're not yeah. our friend. No. No, not at all. <laughs> so, we wanted to talk today about goals. Um, do that's, you, that's the topic of yeah. today's episode. Um, like, I, like I, set it. Like, we're going to talk about, like, setting goals. But like, not like you're like, I want to be a millionaire. Yeah. Well, of course that's everyone's goal, you know, or I want to graduate college or I want to have a big family. Like yeah. you got to think about the, the goal in front of you, yeah. you know, like the small, I mean, everybody wants a successful job, you know, get married, have kids, 
four-year degree, some people, master's, bachelor's, doctorate, whatever. Everybody has these goals, and those are such basic goals, and they're great goals. They're great long-term goals, whatever. But I think it's important to set goals in, first off, all the areas of your life. So whether it be like motherhood for me, um, business, obviously I have huge business goals and these are constantly changing and I have small goals that lead up to large goals as far as business goes. And that's probably where I set the most goals. There's personal goals, you know, all sorts of different kinds, areas of your life that you need to have goals. And this is where like, I honestly, you get a notebook. You, this doesn't have to be a set journal. Yeah. This doesn't have to be anything special. Just get a notebook and set these goals, like write them down. Maybe even write a big goal and then write small little teeny tiny goals. You don't want to set the goal so big that it's never going to come true. Yeah, and it's easy to to break your promise to yourself. And this is something I struggle with. And I think that's why when you brought this topic up, I was like, let's talk about it. Because I feel like I've kind of got away from my goals. And, yeah. And like, so like, I love to write. And like, my goal in life is to become a writer. I mean, it's a kind of a, a lofty Side goal. goal. Yeah. You know, it's not like a, I mean, yes, I love it to be my main career one day, like, you know, writing and, you know, like kind of this podcast thing is fun. Yeah. And then like creative that kind of, writing, like creative writing and stuff and like entertaining and f- so to say, but, and I wanted to be a writer and I kind of like set the goal, like, you know, like I'm going to write this book, you know, or whatever. And I decided I got to start small. So I did Walt to the well and I started doing it and I wrote the story and I refined my story. And then I was started doing the art and I think I did the first art which ended up being the cover and I did it in our kitchen and like it actually got thrown around the kitchen but yeah. I, and I always thought I'd redo it but I just love that one piece of art yeah. and it just showed me that like sometimes the goal starts with like a small picture yeah and I thought I'm gonna keep that that's gonna be the the cover because I love that picture and, and like if you look at the art it kind of doesn't match, match up everything with the, book. the way the way I did the art but I loved it so much, and it was such a, a powerful remembrance to me. Like, But that summer, I said, okay, I'm going to finish this art before the summer is over. Yeah. That was my goal. And so I really busted my ass that summer. Like, <laughs> And I don't do art. Like, yeah, I literally have done zero artist. art since that book, <laughs> you know. And But I did it. And I was like, okay, and I'm going to have it published by Thanksgiving. And so I did it, and it was published by Thanksgiving. And then the next year I did my comic book. And, or no, no, no. It, the comic book, couple years. Well, the comic book was actually started before Waltz of the Well, yeah. and that's kind of why I started Waltz of the Well. But we went back to the comic book. And I basically said, I want this published before my birthday. And I ended up publishing it on my birthday but it was those small steps and just keeping reminding yeah. myself. And now with my third book, I've kind of fallen away, I feel like, from my goals. I feel like and also, though, hand in hand with this, it's not just the big goals of like book after book after book. I feel like there's so many goals hidden in that that, well, no, that are happening, is. that are being crossed off the list, whether it be um, 
little things like working on spelling and grammar and things like that. And that's what I'm saying is to like these big goals. This book is a huge goal for you. Yeah. But all the sub goals, you know, there's all these goals underneath this one topic that you can be crossing off your list to get to this big goal. You know yeah. what I mean? So, and, and I do love that. Um, I have a quote. It says, when your head hits the pillow tonight, remind yourself that you're all right. You're doing a great job. Be patient with yourself. And remember that big things are not achieved all at once. It's one day at a time. One question I always get asked is, how do you do it? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's one of the main questions There's we a get lot asked. Of how do that, you guys do it? And like, it's like, okay, how do we do what? And they're like, it. Like, you guys just do so much. And it's like, Or well, just the wheelchair. Like, that's, it's so overwhelming. It's yeah. so much. Well, they, they see it. I mean, I think they see us, you know, add a lot of things and do it. They're like, how do you do it? Like, and it is a, is a big it, you know, like well, we do this part of our life this way and we do that part of our life this way and yeah. we have our kids and we do them this way and we you cook. You know, I think bottom line, and for me, it's it really what it is is I take it day by day. Yeah, definitely is. It seems like even business-wise for me, you know, some people might say, oh my gosh, you have an online store, you have a website, you have this, you have that, you have all these things and it's so overwhelming. It's so much. How do you do it? How did you do it? You right? Do, you do have a lot of people that come to you and you're and, like. And ask and me like, how I oh, do it. So how do you do your bow shop? And you're like, well. I started and I do it day by day. And, you know, it's easy to look at it and be like, you have this, you have that, you have this, you have that. But you don't realize behind the scenes there's goals that are being set. There's goals that are being crossed off. There's also you know, steps back that aren't seen on the outside, but there's also, you know, it's just day by day. Well, and I want to add day by day is there's also more ways, you know, to get there. I mean, what's the, what's the fan duel? There's more ways to win. Like there is more ways to win. Like, like, I mean, in your, in your, uh, bow business or whatever, like, you don't do it today the same way you did it a year ago. No, you learned. And you didn't do it a year ago the year the way you did it a year before. And not yeah. to say that you weren't successful two years ago. Not you to learn say you and weren't evolve. successful a year ago. I'm just saying you do it different. So how we do it, some people do it by they go live and they, you know, they go to school and they do all that. They just take out student loans and that's how they do it. How we do it is just different. And how yeah. you do it is just different. And that's okay. I think there's a lot of people out there that are worried about how everybody else is doing it. Yeah, or just, I mean, I really do feel like people think that life is this cookie cutter thing. They think that, I mean, whether you grow up thinking, okay, I graduate high school, I get married, I go to, or uh, sorry, I go to college, I get married, I have kids, we have the successful life that we always dreamed of, you know, it seems so cookie cutter. Um, or even the way that you start a business or the way that you've grown this multi-million dollar business, they're all so different. 
you may have a business owner that went and has a master's degree in marketing and business and and knows all these things and this and that and and went to school for it. Then on the other hand, you might have someone that's like, hey, I never went to school, but I've spent this many years in the business and I've worked day and night learning what I've learned day and, and hands on, you know, like type of a thing. So there's no cookie cutter way of doing things. You just start. So I, while you were talking, I was trying to think about something, but the game of life, say our goals are the game of life and the game of life is to be the most successful, you know, and everyone thinks in the game of life, you go to college or you don't go to college. I mean, that's your first, that's your first step. That's your first step when you play the game of life. And people think that the game, how you win the game is get to the end first, you know, and go to college. You make the most money because everyone gets the same amount of paydays in life Mm -hmm. you you pass the same amount of paydays i mean i think if you don't go to college you get like two like bonus ones but you make more money but what i'm saying is how you win the game of life is rolling low numbers and landing on more steps and having more um events in your life and doing more little things so it's not about like getting there as quick as possible it's about experiences and so like and it's about Doing the hard things. Yeah. Like learning these things is not easy. And a lot of days, like for me, I'm, I'm constantly looking for that opportunity to learn. I'm constantly like, I could, I could use more info on this. I could use like, I, I'm not perfect. I don't know everything. I'm always taking in information. Yeah. And I think that that's really important. No matter what situation you're in what area you're trying to grow in is just taking all that information that you can. Yeah. Even when you feel like, you know, it all, even when you feel like I know exactly what you're saying to me, they might have one little piece of advice that ups, you know, your value just a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. So this whole day by day thing has been applied to my life since I got injured. Yeah. Like there's people still like then that are like, how do you do it? And there's still people now that say, how do you do it? Literally, I wake up in the morning. There's days I go to bed at night that I'm like, I'm just done. Well, there's days that like you don't feel like you succeeded that day. Yeah. But the next day you're like, well, yesterday got me to today. Yeah. Whatever happened yesterday, it got you to today. Yeah. And and though my goals have changed in all the areas of my life through my whole like injury process, there's been a same goal and it's to get through each day to keep going day to day, you know, wake up the next yeah. morning. We're going to, we're going to do our best today. And maybe yesterday wasn't the best day. Maybe yesterday was an amazing day and I'm trying to keep up that hype or whatever it's day to day. So when I was in the hospital, um, this is where I kind of learned goals, day by day. Yeah, the goals, um, and at first it wasn't just the typical it's, it was never get better, go home, you know? Yeah. And that, that would be your blanket goal. Yeah. Obviously you want to get better and go home Yeah, as better, like what's your whatever goal? better um, means to get the hell out of here. Yeah. So at first, like right when I got injured, it was goals like healing enough to have another surgery because there, it was like in and out of surgery and making sure your body like kept up with it, you know, all of these things. Um, it was eat something like try to get 
some sort of nutrients, do some sort of therapy. At first, this just therapy was stretching your muscles, sitting up your bed, like not even sitting up unassisted. This is sitting up the backside of your bed for a long time. I just laid down. I didn't sit up because it hurt so bad. Um, the, a big one is pain tolerance. Um, I'm pretty sure that was on the board from start to finish. <laughs> I'm pretty sure pain tolerance never left. Yeah. Um, it's on the board still. I think, yeah. You know? I think it is still on the board. Um, and then like, as things progress, like as I went into rehab to try to get, you know, once I kind of was out of surgeries and trying to heal more and, and get to the point where I can take care of myself, those goals kind of turned into getting myself learning to get myself dressed. Um, learning how to make myself a meal because if you think about it, I'm shorter and cooking in the kitchen looks a lot different for me than it does for an able-bodied person. So these were the types of things I had to learn in rehab. As a kid, your mom always said elbows off the table. Now autumn's like elbows on the table. (laughs) Yeah. So another thing is learning how to shower and wash myself and, and transfer my weight in the shower without slipping. Um, Another one is learning how to do my bathroom stuff and get get my bathroom stuff under control. Learning how to cath was like some of the moments I wanted to punch a hole in the wall. I, I bet. And Being a woman. Well, I, there's still days that you're like, oh, my gosh. It yes. Just, it's just not working. Yes. You know? Being a woman, there is a lot, <laughs> a lot more, not confusion, I wouldn't say, but a lot more misses yeah. <laughs> for your catheter to go and it just gets frustrating it gets frustrating when things don't go your way so when you're when i was learning now it's it's pretty quick to, yeah. to use a catheter there like you said there are still days but right there at first it was like that okay it's time to cath when they were in rehab teaching me how to cath and use the bathroom on my own it was that like are you kidding me first i got a transfer out of my bed yeah into my chair then I got to wheel myself to the bathroom. Then I have to transfer onto a toilet. Yeah. And let me tell you, that's not easy. And then I have to find where I'm supposed to cath. Yeah. In the hospital, they had catheters that they typically say, if it doesn't go in your bladder the first time, you have to get a whole new catheter. And every time you go to the bathroom, um, you use a different catheter and it's sterile. So you have to keep the whole process as sterile as possible. It was just frustrating. Like, I'll tell you what, it was so frustrating. In fact, they, they gave me a mirror and Nick, I, I <laughs> you've always, seen this mirror. I he always, always think, makes fun of it. Well, I always think it looks like, like, is this like a rear view mirror? A bike, that, a bicycle I'm, mirror. I'm like, every time I see it, I'm like, is this like a rear view mirror for her like first wheelchair? <laughs> and then she reminds me of what it is. Like, oh yeah. It, it was like a it, it's the cathing mirror. Yeah, but it's basically where it was like how would you explain it? A mirror on the end of like uh like a selfie you, stick. <laughs> yeah, like a selfie stick, but like one, with a mirror. One you could like bendy arm. A bendy arm, like, you know. Yeah. Because you have to be able to see where you are cathing. And let me tell you, women. It's not where you think it is. Yeah. It's a lot different than you think, and it is so hard. Um, And any of my friends that are paraplegics or quadriplegics that cath on their own, they get it. (laughs) (laughs) They're feeling me right about now. Um, 
One of my goals towards the end of my like hospital stay was get enough calories to get my feeding tube out. And if you've heard me talk about my feeding tube, you know we were not friends. You didn't like your feeding tube? That was one I've of never the... Heard that. Like, I went through a lot in the hospital, and my feeding tube was seriously, like, the the worst. Um, I I would go, I would reach that goal. It, it, like, day, day to day, I would reach that goal, and then my body would reject it, and I would throw it up. And then it was just, like, that feeling of go to bed, start fresh tomorrow, you know, day to day type thing. But it was constantly, like... It was one it, one step forward, four steps backwards. One step forward, four steps backwards. I'm losing all this weight, and I can't keep calories in. And I felt like people were constantly, like, force-feeding me, con- you know, and yeah. then all the feeding tube stuff. Like, it was just... And every time they call you up, they're like, what do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? What do yeah. you want to eat? What do you want to eat? Yeah. So that was one of the... When I crossed that goal off on my whiteboard in my hospital room... That felt so good. Um, we still use a whiteboard, you know, me and Autumn. Like we, I, I use a whiteboard to cross off my goals. I do. Usually it's business. A good, it's a good thing, <laughs> but it, it's it's like a it's a mental thing, I think. It's a visual thing. It's, it's that crossing But this is where I'm talking about the goal can't be too big. Because if that goal's too big, you aren't going to cross it off. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, it feels a lot better to cross off 15 small goals and it's like yep you're you're accomplishing something i made it you like, know yeah, right so one thing i i wanted to touch on when i was talking about feeding tubes um it, i had a feeding tube but i also had a chest tube after my second surgery where they put the cage in they had to um collapse my lung to get in laparoscopically to to place the cage or I call my artificial vertebrae. Yeah. Um, and so I've had two tubes that had to be pulled out and neither of them were comfortable. I, can you guess, have I told you how they pull it out? Have I told I, you I the process? Like that scene from dumb endeavor Two when he's pulling out his catheter <laughs> yes! like, at the beginning. That is dude. So like particularly, my feet, my I, I wasn't about to understand what was going on when I first I had my chest tube and it was in between two ribs coming out my, the left side of my my chest um, or kind of my stomach, I guess, where your ribs are. And they were like, all right, we're going to pull it out, you know. So I brace myself and I grab onto the rails of my bed, my hospital bed. And I just remember looking down and my knuckles were just like white like they you know like white knuckling driving because you're so stressed out this is what my knuckles looked like they literally just pull pull it out yanked it out they just yanked it out i'm sure for them they have like a way they pull it and you know whatever but for me they just freaking yanked it out same with my feeding tube they were like all right you're ready we're just pulling it on out tug of war between you and the the nurses oh man I just like people talk about their COVID tests and how it makes them like their eyes water and this and that. And I'm like, dude, get a feeding tube pulled out of your nose. Yeah. Your eyes will never be the same. Your eyes will <laughs> pop out of your skull. Yeah. Oh, so my goals now are a lot different. Um, obviously, like we talked about business goals, personal growth, motherhood. 
Um, as far as my wheelchair goals go, um, my main goal is to keep up, I guess, manage pain like we, we kind of well, talked I about. Well, I think you've always had the goal to not need more than what your wheelchair is now. Like, you've been pretty consistent with your wheelchair and not yeah. needing more, like, assistance. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to go backwards. more of a wheelchair, you know, yeah. like, oh, I need a... I know eventually at some point I will get there. Yeah. Um, as I age and I fear those days, those days are like days I don't want to think about when I'm too old to be able to transfer myself and things like that. I like to think that I've raised my kids well enough that they will help me. Um, those are some days I, I put that in the back of my mind. (laughs) Getting old, I put in the back of my mind. I don't like to think about it because it does. And these are the, those are the type of things I'm not going to lie. And this is like striking a chord that you say that, but those are the type of things I lay awake at night because it's hard for me to really picture what my life is going to look like when I am not able to take care of myself and I'm not active enough to do all these things, you know, because it is a lifelong injury. There's no, you know, getting around with a walker or, you know, and, and it's not just, Grandma, we're pushing her around in a wheelchair. There's pressure sores. There's a lot of things that come along with being paralyzed that aren't the same as an able-bodied older person. Yeah. And and with being older, a whole set of problems come along with that. Yeah. So there is kind of a fear as I get old, like when I get old. Um that's why we're As enjoying what's it. to come. Yeah. And that's you know, why it's in, the fear of unknown, I guess. Yeah. And that's why we enjoy every day because mm-hmm. no day is guaranteed. Like tomorrow's not guaranteed. No, it's not. So, and, and you and I both know from losing loved ones, it can go in an instant. Yeah. It's so, I mean, just like you say, like you don't think about getting old, like it's in the back of your mind, but we're enjoying our life now. Like mm-hmm. don't. Don't worry about, you know, when you're 70 now. Don't worry about when you're 60 now. Don't worry about when you're 35 for, you know, me and you now. We're, <laughs> we need to worry about when we're 35 because that's only a few years away. What now. are we, 32? What are you, 31? I'm 31. 31, good number. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you're always one decision away from a totally different life. And that starts with you. So these small decisions you're making day to day, remind yourself what you really want Not what Sally or Jimmy or whoever, not what they want, what you want. Um, Only you get to pick what you have in your life. We only get one life. And if you're not happy, if you have a place that you want to be, whether it's more financially stable, whether it's eventually having children, whether it's getting through school, whatever you're working on, and it's going to look different for everybody, you only have one life. So start today and it's little steps, little steps that you, you know, whether you are in a super, say you're depressed, say you're lonely, say you're down, nobody knows about it. Whatever the case is, start these little steps day to day, you know, wake up in the morning and meditate, have these little goals that the little things that help you, whether it's going for a longboard ride or going for a run or, you know, rollerblading like you and Lex love to rollerblade. Whatever the case is, if it gets your mind off of it, start small. Make that a goal. Do that every day. You know, 
do little things in your life that you feel like are going to help you get to where you want to be eventually. And then those big goals won't seem so far away. So things to remind yourself, you don't have to be perfect because no one is. Um, having a bad day is perfectly okay. We all have bad days. You aren't a bad person because you have a bad day. It's just the way it goes. Um, small steps is progress. Like, period. I don't care how small of a step it is. It's progress and you're in the right direction, right? And if you if you don't, if you just say, I'm not going to do this or it's never going to happen or whatever, you're not going anywhere. But if you just start, even if it's a mindset change, that's a, a step in the right direction. Um, there's always someone who appreciates what you're doing and who sees what you're doing, even though you don't see that they're seeing that and you feel like you're failing, there's someone that's noticing. There's someone that's recognizing your small wins. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, when we were talking about these, like, you know, like when you said, what was the quote? When you said, you you know, you're one step away from changing your life and mm -hmm. whatever. But <clears throat> I was thinking when we were talking with Dr. Nye today. Yeah. And, you know, you, he said, he was talking, and I forget the exact things we said, but it was on the topic of, you know, would you go back and do it different? Well, he was talking about it being different for everybody and not being able to understand their situation. And for him, that's losing a kid. Yeah. He said, for me, that's losing a kid. People don't, people will say I understand, but they don't understand. Yeah. And, and for me, well, they, they don't know. They yes, say, I know what yes, you're going yes, through. Yes. But I can understand you're going through something. So we had a really good conversation with Dr. And I today about all of this. And it was, you know, would you do it over? And it was like, and I thought, and he was asking you, you know, about it. And I was thinking. He was relating it to his life yeah, in a sense of losing his but, child. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it was, the, it was the fact that we were talking about, you know, like, would we go back and do it different? But what we did and those decisions we made in that moment or these moments, it got us to where we are right, right. now. Right. And that's, and, and I so, said, I said to him, I'm the same way. I would not go back. Sure. Yes. It would be great to walk. Like, I think we all know that. I think we all know that that's something that I would love. But what I said to Dr. Nye is my life changed so much and I learned so much about myself and you wouldn't learn these things unless you had to live it. Yeah. And you wouldn't be the person you are right now sitting yeah. here in front of me. Life wouldn't be the if, same. If one small day, September 3rd, 2006. Six. Yeah didn't happen yeah we wouldn't be sitting it's here. so true and it's your so true. your life would have been a totally different life and not to say you wouldn't be happy still but you wouldn't be here sitting here right you know having these fun conversations, conversations you right know, staying so, up till so, and with that appreciate appreciate the small things you know even though to you it's like this is the worst freaking day ever there's always a silver lining yeah. So when we're going, when I'm going through all these hospital moments and when I'm going through this life changing event of breaking my back and being paralyzed for the rest of my life, you don't see the, look at I the, guess the reward. Yeah. The reward know? in the end. Now it's easy to see at yeah. the time. It's like, pff, you think there's a positive coming out of this. You're crazy. Yeah. But now I can look back and be like, look at all of the things I learned about myself. Look at 
bottom line, biggest thing I learned about myself is I can do hard things. Yeah. You put something in front of me and I may take it day by day, but I can do it. Yeah. I, I believe in myself. I wouldn't be married to the strong woman that you are now. Like I would still be married. I don't know who I'd marry. Maybe I wouldn't be married, (laughs) but you know, I like to think that it was destiny. We we met each other. I don't think I would be a strong woman, honestly. I don't, I don't think that I would be the person that I am as far as my confidence level and, and the things that I do, I think stem a lot from the situations that I've been in and doing hard things, watching myself, you know, experiences. Yeah. I've said, you know, the more spaces you land on in life, you win. In fact, really quick before we close things off, there was, I, I was in a meeting, um, and I, in fact, this was one month and I had two people I needed to meet. I, I had a new CPA that I met and then another business acquaintance, acquaintance. And both of them, I believe it was the same week I met them, but they both asked me to tell them a little bit of, about myself. And after I told them a little bit about myself, you know what that always gets brought up. I'm, I'm in a wheelchair. I'm a mom of three. Um, I'm paralyzed, you know, kind of just give them a backstory on me, just a short backstory. And they both, they have no idea who each other are. Both of them said, that tells me a lot about who you are in your character. And it made me realize that's not the first thing I tell people, but it is, it does show who I am. It does show my resilience. It does show that I'm a hard worker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's your experiences. Yeah. And there's no way you would have experienced that, you know, right. Right. without going through that injury that one day and yep. growing. So Isn't it crazy how one day changes your whole entire life? Hey, today, I don't know what happened today that changed our whole life, but it did somehow. I don't know what it was, but it did. <laughs> maybe it's talking about goals. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe a year maybe from now. Need, maybe we need to refine our goals. Yeah, maybe this podcast is for us. You know, we think it's for other people, but it's really for us. <laughs> hey, but, I like to think that. Yeah, so, hey, you're not your past mistakes. You're not defined by the goals you didn't achieve. And with that, you're not your effing chair. <laughs>